Hello and welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's time to pull up your favorite chair, or if you're driving, uh, listening to us on your way to or from work, uh, keep your eyes open and uh, your hands on the wheel. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's time to get into the Bible together. And uh, many of you older uh, listeners know what we do. We're going to take a scripture of the day from the U version and look at it in its context. That's going to be king. Context is king on Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. And then we're going to look at and see if we can see Christ in the scripture and uh, look at what the original author meant when he wrote it. And uh, what's our intent? I just mean to help you and come alongside you as you explore uh, God's word and allow it to strengthen you. And knowing that the more we look at the Bible, the better. Uh, the more we look at it, the more we try to understand it, the more we dig in and let it say what it's saying, uh, the better for us and our understanding. Okay. So today we're, I love it. Uh, we are diving into the Old Testament. Um, we're never afraid of the Old Testament here on the Scripture Podcast. We won't cherry pick and just try to stay in the new. We love the old. Um, it sets us such a beautiful foundation. The, someone who never got tired of quoting the Old Testament, Jesus. So I think that's a sign to us that we need to pay it close attention and not just listen to what people tell us it says or um, those who say we shouldn't read it or that we don't need it. Okay. So we're going back now to first Chronicles 1611, first Chronicles 1611. There are um, two collections of books that are sort of parallel to each other in the old Testament. And whereas they chronicle or talk about the Kings of Israel, um, after God made his, uh, fulfilled his promise to Abraham and made them a great nation and then, uh, gave them a King over them, uh, Saul first, and then David, great thing uh, to read and go back and review. But And actually, we're in a uh, series right now at church on Sundays about King David and about his life. But there's two parallel sets of books, so First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. You'll find them together. Uh, they're neighbors there in the Old Testament, and uh, they tell the same story from different perspectives, sometimes exactly the same, other times from a different perspective. Some puts in some material, some leaves out others. Uh, but the it's good to remember the larger context is a recording of the kingdoms of Israel and up to the point where they split into two kingdoms. Some of you Bible students know this. And uh, there was a upper Israel kingdom and the kingdom of Judah. This was not God's plan. They split because of their uh, hardness of heart and sin. And then uh, the chronicles and the kings just go on chronicling um, both until the end, until they were scattered to the four winds like God said they would be. So it's a big saga, and it takes a little while to read, and it's got lots of lists of names and other tasty things that can be a challenge when reading the Bible, but it just always helps when you know kind of where you're at, okay? So we're in First Chronicles uh, 16, and chapter 16, and um, uh, verse 11. And in, in the ESV, I'll just read it real quick. It says, Seek the Lord and His strength, seek his presence continually seek the lord and his strength seek his presence continually so it's a beautiful verse um, just as a verse of the day i think that can't help but help you if you're trying to follow christ and it's of course wisdom and great advice uh, seek the lord and his strength so if you're sitting there today or driving or whatever uh, feeling anxiety or worry or anything else about your day or your life or what's going to happen uh, this would be a good direction to turn in right now is to seek the Lord and his strength instead of your own and seek his presence continually. So know that he's always with you. But as usual, um, th I think this verse will gain power and I think it'll gain um, 
usefulness for our faith in life as we look closer at it in context. I don't think it's going to take anything away at all. So first of all, to get the overall like story context, go back. Uh, you have to go back up to uh, 16.1, and you'll see, at least in the ESV, mine says, The Ark Placed in a Tent. The Ark Placed in a Tent. Already the confusion could set in because uh, most of us from growing up with any kind of Bible at all are familiar with an ark, at least one of them, and it's a big, huge boat that carried two of every animal to through the flood with Noah and his family. And already you're wondering, man, that must have been one big tent. And uh, what this is, is it's not talking about Noah's ark. It's talking about the ark of the covenant. Again, I think a lot of us are familiar with this, even if we have to go all the way down to the bottom of the cultural bar- uh, barrel and scrape it and come up with the fact that most of us have watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And there you will see a very skewed, very untruthful telling of the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, Now, don't get mad. Don't send me any emails. Uh, I thrilled to that movie as a kid. I get it. I get it. I'm not down it. But as far as a biblical education, The Ark of the Covenant, Raiders of the Lost Ark, not a good source, okay? Just, we'll leave it at that. But uh, they got one thing right, and it's the Ark of the Covenant. Um, You'll have to go back to Exodus to understand this box that was uh, God gave Moses the, the, the actual blueprint for, and two cherubim, two angels with their wings touching, and they're bowing over the mercy seat, and inside this box is the Ten Commandments, and some manna, and Aaron's staff that budded, and... Um, some of you guys, some of you good students are going to write me and let me know I forgot something. But um, anyway, the point is God's presence. God said, you build this Ark of the Covenant, this carrier of the promise, and you put this stuff in it, and then you will know that it's going to be your symbol, your powerful symbol that I go with you. Where you go, I go. So where the people of Israel went, they carried this Ark with them. And then you'll read through Chronicles and Kings how um, it's lost in a battle. Then the Philistines return it because they're being struck by the hand of God. God knocks their idol over, cuts his hands and his head off. It's just great stuff. It's great stuff. But I got to stay within the time limit here. So anyway, in this particular episode, the ark is back with Israel. David takes this ark, which is, again, I can't overestimate this to you, basically like how Jesus was God, so that it, so that when the disciples were talking to Jesus, it's like they're talking to God. That's the way that Israel was taught with this Ark of the Covenant. It was like it was. They were very clear. It was not. It didn't look like God. It wasn't supposed to be God. It wasn't an idol or an image of Him, but it was the Ark, the carrier of His promise. It was like here's my mercy seat. And uh, inside are these powerful reminders of how I took you and made you a people in the first place and then broke you out of Egypt and brought you to myself and have brought you to this promised land. So this ark was like the center of where they would experience God's presence. So David, you know, through the long twisting things, David becomes their king that's the closest to God's heart. And uh, they settle down a little bit because God has enabled them to defeat their enemies and chase them back to where they have a kind of peace. And then brings us to 16.1. And they brought in the ark of God and set it inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings, peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord and distributed to all Israel, both men and women, to each a loaf of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. So it's a big party because the ark is home with its people. 
Okay, so that's and then so you go down and there's this big celebration and what you have here in chapter 16 are some psalms or a song of thanks that was written by David in response to this moment in Israel's history. And that that song uh, begins in chapter 16, verse eight, and our verse of the day comes from there, verse 11. Okay, so it's once you take this jewel of seek the Lord and his strength and seek his presence continually and set it back in its overall setting. It becomes more powerful for one to the Israelites at this time to seek the presence of God would have been here at the temple or here at this tent in the Ark of the Covenant. And so um, it's such a memorable time rich in their history. And just hear a little bit more of this song of thanks here. So it starts at verse eight and goes, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name and make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him and tell of all of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name and let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength and seek his presence continually. Verse 12, remember the wondrous works that he has done and his miracles and the judgment he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. And it just goes on. I mean, we don't even have time to to go into it all, but it's beautiful. You should go through the whole verse. And there's two Psalms here and in chapter 16, that definitely reward um, some reading. Seek the Lord and his strength and seek his presence continually. Now, for us, of course, we know this is just a shadow or precursor. So they were rejoicing that this ark was back, this box that just represented God's presence was back in its tent and back at home with them. Now, allow your New Testament uh, memory to begin to think about that because we all know, uh, for one, we could think about Paul in Acts making it very clear. He tells, um, in Athens, he tells the Greeks that God does not dwell in in temples or buildings made by human hands, but he makes his home in the hearts of people. And uh, we know that by the um, presence of the Holy Spirit that descended on on the church in Pentecost, uh, we know that the presence of God goes where we go. I mean, that's just such a beautiful thing, man. I mean, the Ark of the Covenant and thinking about the promise that God said, I will make my home with my people. I'll take out your heart of stone, put it in a heart of flesh. I will write my laws upon your heart, put them in your minds and give you a right spirit. And it just goes on. So seeking the Lord and his strength and seek his presence continually. Think about it as followers of Jesus Christ. All we have to do because of Jesus and his death on our behalf and the fact that he poured his spirit out on us, all we have to do to seek the presence of God and his strength is pray. That's all we have to do is get on our knees and pray and say, God, I know you're here with me in this moment and I seek your strength. Okay, and then uh, where can we see Jesus in these verses? Seek the Lord and his strength and seek his presence continually. Um, That's what I think we've been talking about. So we can see Jesus in this verse because when we seek the Lord and his strength, Paul helps us to know that um, the strength of God is in Jesus. Like when we see Jesus and uh, Paul calls the cross the wisdom and power of God. So when we seek his strength, we see his son, Jesus Christ, who lived and died and rose again on our behalf. That's the strength of God. And it's totally countercultural, totally counter to our experience, and, and massively powerful. And once we get an, a hold of that, then we understand that to seek his presence continually is Christ is in us. And actually, we begin to understand that everything was made for him, through him, and that everything is to him and for his glory. So this verse is already massive in First Chronicles. It gets even more massive in the life of a uh, New Testament believer and follower in Jesus Christ.
Okay, so I hope this helps you today. I found myself already very encouraged um, just sitting here doing this. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Uh, We'll see you next time.